Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome into Circle City Cinema. You're so aggressive. Bryce, already <laughs> laughing. I'm your host, Zach Griffith. And this is what we do with cinema. We have, we have fun. We laugh before we even start talking about the shit we're going to talk about. I'm not even drunk. Uh, I know, man. I didn't even see you like shuffle around with you, with your wine or whatever, you know? I mean, it's not to say I don't have some. Ah, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm not drunk. All right. I mean, we're, not, yes. we're already having fun. We're already having fun. <laughs> I'm joined once again, as always, for the Book of Boba Fett recaps by my good friend, Bryce Shetty. Yes. Welcome to our fireside chats. Welcome. Enjoy. Stay for the show. <laughs> Bryce, how have you been since last week? I have seen you a lot, but the listeners have not heard from you other than Linsanity. So how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. A little under the weather. We're okay. No, we don't think it's COVID. Okay, so ah. everyone relax. Right? Good. Zach was wearing a mask around me in the office today. I'm not offended. I'm not offended though. I understand. We'll continue to do so. From. I get where he's coming from. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, half the reason I was wearing the mask because it's so fucking cold outside, and it's cold That's in the building it. we work in. So. That is true. And we work with, with Holly. So there's yes, that. yes. Holly, who's always sick. We do work with Holly Kester, who's always sick. Uh, name dropped. Sick right now. Yeah, so. Probably. Probably. But we need to bring for, her on. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we do not. Uh, Bryce, before we get into good things we've watched lately, uh, yeah. your general thoughts on, on episode two here. Um, again, a very straightforward episode. I mean, there's not a whole lot to digest on that. It's just kind of, all right, you know, you take it for what it is. It's entertaining. You, you're getting a story uh, laid out in front of you as it continues. Uh, really heavy backstory. Really heavy backstory uh, this week, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Very heavy. I have in my notes uh, more background on Boba's past. The majority of the episode is a flashback, which, uh, like you said, much needed. We we needed it. Uh, there's only seven episodes here. This is not like a Mandalorian season where, uh, you know, I don't even know if they're gonna do a season two of this. I don't even know if I don't know if this is a mini series or what. Um, so they need to provide as much background as possible. Definitely did that this week. Uh, I enjoyed the episode. I meant to do this before. Uh, I wanted to see. I wanted to compare its ratings to other Disney Star Wars shows at this point. So with only two episodes, so The Mandalorian has a rating of I think eight point eight uh, total total rating. My computer is being slow as fuck. Uh, let me see. Mandalorian, Metronet, God, yeah. Metronet. So Metronet. Mandalorian, based on three hundred eighty-seven thousand reviews, is at an eight point well eight. Yes, at an eight point eight. Um, for example, the the last episode of season two, so the one where Luke shows up, a nine point eight out of ten. So that's fair. That's what you're talking about. The Bad Batch is sitting at an eight. Uh, this is sitting at an eight point one. Last time I looked, and then the last season of Clone Wars 
uh, those last few episodes were rattling off nine out of ten. So, uh, rightfully so, by the way. So, it's sitting right at the average. You know, Mandalorian is probably the best show as a whole to come out of Disney's ownership mm-hmm. of the franchise. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Bryce? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't watched the Bad Batch yet. I can't speak to it, but something tells me it's not quite up to the level of the Mandalorian, which is fine. It's fine, but Bad Batch is good in his own right. But point is, Boba Fett doing well with the reviewers and the fans both. So, great. It's great to hear. Good things we've seen lately. Bryce, I will let you uh, take it first. So uh, I have immersed myself in the new season of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Ah! And for those that, uh, that, okay, this sounds familiar. I don't remember what it's from though. It is, it is the spinoff of the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid uh, films. And might I say, it has been a phenomenal show. It's very fun. Um, it, at times you catch yourself like, all right, I'm watching a kid's show, but then you're drawn right back into it. And I don't know why, Um Season four, it's been out for a week or two now. I'm, I'm not even halfway through the season. I've got I've been really, really busy, uh, but very good so far. And then I've also continued my uh, my journey through succession. Uh, I am almost through season two. Uh, what a show. What a show. I I just right now I'm, I'm at a point in the season. I've gotten past the lulls. I'm at a point where I just need more. I need to I need to keep watching because I just don't know what's going to happen next. It's really, really good. Um, And then, of course, Zach, we've endured the first week of The Bachelor. We have endured is a great a great word to use for that. L's were handed. Dubs were taken. Rightful L's. Tears were shed. Yes. And it's only going to get worse. (laughs) Still like 30 women left. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, and then Zach, I'm I'm actually gonna steal Zach's thunder here. We have oh. news. We have news. Yeah, we do. We have news. We do we do have news. Uh, well I, I have I have actually like good news. You have some news? I have news. Let's hear it. I have news. So three action major action directors, action movie directors have come together. To give us a United States remake of this film. Oh, wow. I don't know where you're going with this. Gareth Evans, Patrick Hughes, Michael Bay coming together to write and direct a remake of The Raid. I knew you were going to say it. I heard Gareth Evans and I was like, The Raid. That's what you think of when you hear that name. I don't know why. I don't know who asked for a U.S. reimagine of this film because I've not seen the raid, the original raid, but I heard it was good. And when you you get something that's good, I I don't know that's something that you just mess with. Uh, I think you just let it be the way it is. I'm definitely going to go watch the original raid now. I I have to. The raid Um, is an Indonesian film uh, directed by Welsh filmmaker Gareth Evans. It is a uh, 7.6 out of 10, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's excellent. I mean, so, so here is, here is Patrick Hughes and Michael Bay's plot line for this. Uh, the version is set in Philadelphia's drug infested badlands An elite undercover DEA task force, climb a ladder of cartel informants to catch an elusive kingpin. 
So there you go. I'm in. There you go. And Netflix, this is actually going to be a Netflix film. So it's going to be, it's going to be brainless entertainment because that's what Netflix puts out. And it's Michael Bay. He's going to blow up a whole lot of stuff and get really good shots. So there you go. Six underground. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Six underground. Oh, oh, (laughs) jeez. Reynolds collecting checks. Polar. Polar. Yep, Polar. <laughs> Polar. Mads Mickelson collecting checks. Yes. Um, I will mention what I've seen lately. Uh, watched a lot of movies this weekend. A lot of movies. No surprise. Uh, Donnie Darko. Great oh, movie. Wow. Okay. Great movie. Great classic Hall performance. Uh, seven. If you listen to this podcast, one of my favorites, Brad Pitt, uh, my favorite actor, Morgan Freeman. Uh, one of the best to ever step on a set. So you can't. And David Fincher, probably my favorite director. So you can't go wrong with seven ever. Then the the frozen ground, me and Bryce talked a little bit about this at work. Nick Cage, one of my favorite actors, uh, him and John Cusack and Vanessa Hudgens in the frozen ground. All three of them put in very nice performances. John Cusack, a, a, a creepy son of a bitch. Yes. And an evil, evil in this movie. It's on Netflix if you guys want to check it out. It's on Netflix. The Frozen Ground came out in 2013. I was curious because I didn't know how long Vanessa Hudgens waited after High School Musical was done to to hop into, into the movies. And she didn't wait that long. This was only five years after the third movie. So and she did a nice job. I thought she did a nice job. Yeah, I thought she was good in it. All three of them did a great job. Uh, and then I watched Misery, the classic Stephen King adaptation. Starring, oh, you did watch uh, a lot. We did. We did. Uh, starring Kathy Bates as uh, Annie Wilkes, who is a homicidal, psychopath, obsessive fan of this author named Paul Sheldon who is played by James Kahn, also known as uh, Sonny, Sonny from The Godfather, also known yes, as sir. Walter Hobbs from Elf. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, that was a great, that's a great movie. You haven't seen it. Probably one of my top five Stephen King adaptations. Um, you got The Shining. You got It, Chapter One. Uh, what else you got? You got the uh, Shawshank, of course, the Green Mile, um, Carrie. But this is this is in there. This is in there for me. Kathy Bates won the Oscar for Best Actress for a performance in this movie, rightfully so. And then uh, me and Abigail finished our Scream marathon. Unfortunately, it had to end with Scream Four. Uh, I think I said on the last episode, Scream Four. My memory of it was not great, and those memories were confirmed uh it sucked it was awful and i can't wait to watch the the new one because bryce you sent me a quote actually from nev campbell that said this movie reminds me of the first scream is what she said so yeah i mean it gives you something to look forward to yes so scream four uh, don't let us down i don't think it will i don't i have a good feeling about it scream four unfortunately the last movie the great wes craven ever directed and it was a piece of shit so that's a shame. 
And then some sad news. We have some news. Uh, Bob Saget, uh, dead. He was found dead at the age of 65. A lot of people will know him from Full House and as the original host of America's Funniest Home Videos. So, uh, a yet another sad death on the heels of Betty White's passing last week, or two weeks ago now. When I watched America's Funniest Home Videos, Tom Bergeron was the host that, that Same. I knew. Yep. Yep. That, that's, that's where I was. Uh, Bob Saget was definitely, he's definitely Danny Tanner in my mind. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So a little before our time for AV, but we know him from Full House. So rest in peace, Bob Saget. And uh, a couple more items in the news segment. Uh, I, thought, I thought this would be fun, Bryce. Um, you and I are both big supporters big fans of Zack Snyder's Justice League, or as I simply call it, Justice League, because it's the only yeah. Justice League movie. It's the only one that we that needs acknowledge. To be um, so a recent quote, Ben Affleck in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, which is a great resource if you guys are like me and obsessed with uh, reading about this stuff, reading about actors' takes on the industry and movies they're working on. Ben Affleck sat down with them in an interview and he had a quote about he's going through some some rough stuff the past few years. He had a divorce, uh, you know, some problems in his personal life, whatever, what have you. And he sat down. He was talking about working on Justice League with Joss Whedon, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, here was a quote he had about that whole experience. Quote: It was really Justice League that was the nadir for me. Recalled Affleck who retired as the Cape Crusader in 2019, but will be back in the role for The Flash in November. That was a bad experience because of a confluence of things. My own life, my divorce, being away too much, the competing agendas, and then Zack Snyder's personal tragedy, tragedy, and then the reshooting. The tragedy is referring to, of course, uh, Zack Snyder's daughter, uh, unfortunately passed away. The quote goes on. It just was the worst experience. It was awful. It was everything that I didn't like about this. (laughs) He then goes on to say, that became the moment where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Talking about playing Batman. It's not even about Justice League. It was so bad. Because it could have been anything. So then Affleck, you know, we we remember Ray Fisher's statements uh, from last year. Uh, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, his statements regarding working with Joss Whedon, uh, Gal Gadot, and Ezra Miller supported him. So did uh, basically everybody supported him. Jason Momoa supported him. Ben Affleck supported him. Cavill, yeah, basically the whole. Well, even Gal Gadot had her issues with him. Gal Gadot had her issues. So this quote basically says he wanted to quit playing Batman because the experience with Joss Whedon was so bad. Well, Zach, I mean, you know how, I mean, we've expressed our feelings about this before. My, uh, my stance has not changed. Uh, Joss Whedon is a bad dude and Zack Snyder is, is the goat director for DC and should be, should, he should be able to carry on this, this, uh, this storyline that he's unfolded and maybe he'll get Ben Affleck to come back and do Batman. I think, I think Zack Snyder is the only one that can get him to come back and do it. I know Affleck has said, this is it for him after the flash movie. 
I don't know that I necessarily buy that. I am under the impression that this is a contract ploy uh, to try to get Warner Brothers to resign. The only way that he resigns is if Zack Snyder is able to do his his work. That is my impression. That is my impression. Bryce. Yes. Yes. Everything is about money and power. Everything. When you think about it from that lens, you're playing Batman. Uh, there's a lot of money at stake. Batman is a cash cow for Hollywood. He always has been for Warner Brothers in particular. Uh, I agree with you. Zack Snyder would be the only person that could bring him back. Number one, because Ben Affleck executive produced uh, the Snyder Cut, and he was all in on it. and was very happy to do reshoots for it. And he was ecstatic when it came out, as everyone else was. I don't think we mentioned it on the last pod, but the Snyder Cut was the most mentioned movie on Twitter last year. That's right. more, Even more so than No Way Home and, and Dune and movies like that. Uh, so I agree with you. Number one, because he executive produced the Snyder Cut. And number two, uh, he's seeing all this fan reaction about him leaving. And he's saying, wow, they actually liked me. They liked me as Batman. And I, I loved, I thought he was a great Batman. I thought he was good. I, you know what, after we did our, our Zack Snyder marathon. Yeah. You know what? I think he did. All right. I think he did. All right. He grew on me. I think I he's mean, top. I think he's a top I go number four three. Batman top three. Yeah, okay. I, I yeah, you make case for three. It depends on what Pattinson does. Yes, it does. Wow. Me Pattinson. Just wow. Me. I go top three. I might even go top two because I think Christian Bale is number one. Yes. It all depends on where you put Michael Keaton, honestly. Yeah, that's the wild card. Yeah. That's the wild card. I'm looking forward. Speaking of which, in The Flash, Ben Affleck will be playing Batman and Michael Keaton will be playing Batman in The Flash. (laughs) That's not confusing. (laughs) So that'll be great. (laughs) That will be great. But bottom line here, folks. Uh, Affleck quit playing Batman because his experience on that movie was so bad. So you feel, you feel bad for him, but uh, he's been redeemed. I mean, Zack Snyder's justice league was amazing. Uh, I'm sure it will be talked about in our superhero extravaganza pod quite extensively. Um, And I can't say enough good things about it. I, I don't know one bad thing about that movie that I that sticks out to me. So awesome film. And then some more Batman news. Um, quite a coincidence here. Two of my favorite shows <clears throat> ever. Uh, the Sopranos and Batman Beyond <laughs> premiered on this day in 1999. So, uh, Bryce, I know you haven't watched The Sopranos, but you've watched Batman Beyond, and we both agree it fucking rocks. Absolutely. It's probably the best. Uh, my favorite version of Batman. Yeah, it, it fucking rocks. Uh, Terry McGinnis. One of my favorite uh, versions of Batman as well. So, and The Sopranos, uh, I can't, I can't say enough about that. If you listen to the show, you know my feelings on The Sopranos. I think it's the best show ever, best drama ever. Anyway, and then, uh, the final bit of news: if you're a collector, as I am, and as Bryce is, the Dune 4K Steelbook releases tomorrow. Um, I have mine pre-ordered. I think Bryce is going to scurry over to Best Buy and try and snag one. If I'm not mistaken, I will attempt to. 
I might have to uh, take a uh, break from the office around 10 a.m. <laughs> tomorrow, Zach. No harm, no foul. You leave for about 20 minutes. Come back. I'll be right back. I just need to <laughs> run to the bank. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it comes out. Uh, if you're collectors like us, you know what a steelbook is. Steelbooks are badass. Um, and as I recently got a 4K player for Christmas, I took full advantage of this pre-sale and bought Dune. So beautiful. That wraps up our news. Now we're going to get into the plot of episode two of the book of Boba Fett. We start, Bryce, Boba and Fennec interrogate the lone assassin from last week. My theory about Darth Maul uh, did not pan out. Very wrong. Not even <laughs> close. Like, not even in the ballpark. Like, oh, you know, like, maybe you were, like, kind of right. No, no. Oh. And, and who was right, Zach? Tell him. <laughs> Tell Brachetti. him. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was right. So It was the mayor. It was the mayor. And what does the mayor do, Bryce? Dude, I you know, I forgot about this until I'm just reading it now on your on the agenda here. Capped <laughs> mercilessly like a dog in the streets. Capped. So the way it's, it's, it's kind of violent. There, it's very violent. It's very it's savage. So and the speaking of savage, the way Boba and Fennec and the guards break in there is savage as well. Because Yeah, just don't care. They don't care. They uh, zoom right past the schmuck who refused to pay tribute in episode one. If you'll remember him, uh, he basically says he throws the guard down and the mayor denies it. Not only does he deny it, uh, the assassin is shot and killed. And then he thanks Boba for bringing him this yeah, assassin stop. acts yeah, like stop. they were looking for him. It, yeah, it's stop. It's all fake. Politicians being fake, Bryce. Who would have thought? So, so uh, I want to back up for a minute. I want to talk about this assassin for a minute, okay? Because this assassin, the assassin, the last, the last two hours of his life were just a roller coaster of emotion, right? Think about this. <laughs> God, yeah. Okay, okay. So you you're captured. Okay, you you are one of the best assassins on this. the planet, and you get caught. Okay, then you get punched in the face, knocked out, dragged to Boba Fett. Okay. Now, now you, you, you hold up to your code, right? You don't speak. You're now thrown into a pit with the rancor. <laughs> Come to find out, not only he, he pisses himself, no doubt. Pisses himself. Come to yeah. find out there's no rancor. Boba and Fennec just laughing at him. So now he's not only the, he's embarrassed even more. Then he's dragged across town. Breaks like his code after shitting himself. Right, right. Breaks his code. Then he's dragged across town like a dog. Chained, or tied up with shit in his pants right put down on his knees and then capped in the head dead what a roller coaster for this poor guy <laughs> the highs and the lows i think this is i think he's the he's the biggest l taker in, oh. in this episode oh and it's not close he's he's we don't even have to talk about it at the end the biggest loser it is it is the assassin because he shits himself after thinking he's going to be fed to the rancor which is probably one of the most feared beasts in the star wars universe yeah uh, come to find out the rancor is dead which i thought that was interesting it wasn't just common knowledge the rancor was killed by luke yeah there were a lot of people in That's the palace true. watching luke fight the rancor Word didn't get out. 
Did, Luke Skywalker were you kind of hoping that it was real? Were, were you kind of hoping I it was, was in there? I, I really was. I was too. I was too. Not that I wanted like a brutal death for the guy, even though he got one. But just like I just, just want to see time's it. Sake. Yeah, just for just the heck of it. Sake. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the only uh, Jabba remnants we're gonna get are the the guards, the old guards, the Gamorians. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. And his cousins, which we will bring up in a second. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. But uh, very nicely put, Bryce. Quite a range of emotions for our old assassin here. Who uh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We don't even get his name. We don't even know his name. <laughs> He's gone. He died so young. So that's a storyline that'll be fleshed out. Uh, as we go on, why does the mayor want Boba dead? And will he succeed? I'm going to guess he won't succeed. Well, I mean, hey, Bo- Boba just called him out on it. He's like, you know who I am. Yeah. After after playing dumb. Silly. Silly. <laughs> and then and then the mayor gives him a reward for trying to make peace. Tries to what make peace. <laughs> yeah. Try trying to trying to keep Boba as a bounty hunter and not accept that he's a crime lord now, you know, like what? Boba made a good point. I mean, would you have treated Jabba like this? No. You wouldn't have. No, no, he would have, he would have, he would tore you apart. Jabba would have you killed. Right. Brutally murdered, uh, murdered, uh, by the Gamorrean guards with their axes. Yes. And then your body fed to the Rancor. Yes. So that's what Jabba would have done. But it goes back to what Boba said. I, Jabba ruled through fear. I will rule through respect. And, uh, it's not working out so far to like he thought he might have to rule. Just Just need some some time. time. Not time to switch strategies yet, but uh, you know he he might have to. It might be coming. Uh, like you said, the mayor offers payment to Boba for capturing the assassin. Uh, Boba sees through the bullshit, accepts what tribute he can from the mayor and his little schmuck wench, and they go on. Uh, the mayor informs Boba that uh, Jabba's cousins, who are known as the twins are looking to take Jabba's territory back. So once they uh, exit the mayor's place, uh, Boba confronts the cousins, the twins, um, and they bring their Wookiee bounty hunter, who I found his name. His name is, ah. his name is Black Chrysanthemum. Uh, he's a oh, badass. That scares me. That's scary. Yes. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, the last part. Chrysanthemum, but black Chrysanthemum. K R S S A N T A N. Chrysanthemum. He's he's a badass, and I'm looking forward to their inevitable showdown, Bryce. And it's going to be awesome, one on one battle. I think that's going to be <laughs> the uh, the high of that of whatever episode that comes about. But it, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've never seen a black Wookiee before, but it's awesome. It's coming. It's coming. He, he, I mean, he looked. He looked intense. Uh, he looked like he meant business. According to my research, he appeared before in the Star Wars comics produced by Marvel. Uh, I haven't read those, but that was his first appearance. What a collaboration! Marvel and Star Wars teaming up. You love to see it. So uh, the twins have Black Crescenton under their employ. Boba stands his ground, though. He stands his ground, uh, unsurprisingly, 
and the huts leave. Boba's life was threatened multiple times in this exchange. Absolutely. And he didn't uh, back down at all. Typical Boba fashion. Uh, Bryce, what do you make of the huts? Uh, we're not surprised they're coming back for what was once theirs, but uh, what do you make of this threat? What, what level of threat is this? Uh, I mean, I think that is the only threat to the throne, right? I mean, the the twins have it in writing, uh, which Boba obviously did not care about. He <laughs> even told them, I don't care about his will or whatever that was. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's that's the biggest threat now. Is that going to be the only threat throughout the season and beyond if they do more seasons? No. No, but right now, I mean, this is the biggest threat to it. Um, also, I, the twins just kind of weird me out, Zach. Um, the way that Couldn't they were tell. intertwined. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were puppets or puppets like Jabba or if it was CGI. I think it was CGI. And, you know, them rubbing the rat all over uh, your body and then didn't even eat it. Uh, it just weirded me out, man. Just weirded me out. Uh, but shows Boba's here to stay. And we're going to have a showdown. We're going to have a showdown with the Wookiee. We're going to have a showdown with the Huts. I think this is going to end up with a couple more dead Huts. Some bodies um, on the floor. And I'm not sure that Boba is going to ask for permission like Fennec asked. So. No, he is not going to ask for permission. Boba Fett is a bounty hunter, and he doesn't need permission to kill someone. He will kill them uh, for the right price, or if he feels like it, no price at all. So, As we see later. <clears throat> As we see later. So that brief uh, might have been 10 minutes. Might have been 10 minutes. Those scenes make up... Uh, the entire episode's uh, present tense content. So the rest of the episode is a flashback and a damn good one, as we talked about at the top, gave us a lot of background on Boba. So he gets into the back to tank. Uh, Boba, a cool sequence. Boba learns some Tuscan combat styles and some survival yeah. skills as well. Uh, without his armor in the desert, you know, you gotta, you have to learn to defend yourself. Uh, I've been very impressed. I mean, I shouldn't be that impressed because it's Boba Fett and he's been adapting his whole life, especially since after his dad died. But he's adapted very well to the Tuscan culture. Very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, you see it just from the jump, right? Everyone else is working and he's over there training. Uh, so, he, I mean, he's in good with them. Um, he's looking sharp. He's looking good. He, he's learning the ways of hand-to-hand Tuscan combat, which is cool to see um, and comes in later uh, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's super cool. I love it. It does. It, come it gives me a whole new respect for the Tuscans. Also, Boba. Yeah, it does. That's a good point. It does give me a, a big respect for the Tuscan, especially this tribe. Uh, but because we've seen the Tuscans portrayed as schmucks before. Yes. Uh, you know, in episode two, and Anakin kills the whole village of them. Gone. Uh, I don't know how they weren't extinct after that, but they. The women, <laughs> the children. Not just the men, but the women and the children, too. Uh, and Padme somehow wasn't turned off by that. Uh, Whatever. Where else do they look like schmucks? Um, episode four. The first yes. Star Wars film, uh, Obi-Wan does a little chant and they fuck off. So that was weird. That's right. 
but it's nice to see the Tuscans looking like an intelligent species. It's very nice. Um, so he learns the combat styles and the survival skills. The person training him is a badass as well. I can't, I can't find a name for him on Twitter. It looks like it's a female, but I can't, I can't find a name for her, but she's, she's a badass. Uh, the tribe is then ambushed by the Pike Syndicate, uh, one of their spice oh, you're trains. Teaching me. You're teaching me things here. The Pikes, uh, if you've watched Clone Wars, which is not Bryce, you haven't watched a ton of Clone Wars, but uh, the Pikes play, play a big part in the Clone Wars. Uh, they're in Solo as well. Um, but here they attack the the tribe and members of the tribe are killed. It's honestly uh, pretty tough to to see. They're like cradling. They're dead. It's it's really uh really painful for the Tuscans. But uh, here's a little history on the Pikes. Uh, I got this from Wikipedia, Bryce. No, all right, all right, all right. Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> the Pike Syndicate, also known as the Pike Family, or simply as the Pikes was a spice dealership within the spice cartel that operated in the criminal underworld from the homeworld of Obadiah. They also participated in the crime raids of Mandalore, which uh, big time uh, story arc in the Clone Wars uh, to start the Death Watch rule on said planet. Death Watch uh, was a rogue group of Mandalorians who uh, fought to possess the Darksaber, which we see in the Mandalorian. Uh, they were led by Pre Vizsla, who oddly enough was voiced by John Favreau. Uh, he and his rule ended in a fight with Darth Maul, where he was uh, decapitated. So, so, so we are we are approaching a crossover. Everything's going to be connected here shortly. Kind, yeah, kind of. Uh, we've seen the Pikes before. I don't believe we've seen them in live action before. Uh, so kind of like with the Mandalorian, you know, we'd never seen Ahsoka in live action. We had never seen uh, Bo-Katan or the Darksaber in live action. And we got both of those. So last thing with the Pikes, uh, they're most heavily associated with Darth Maul's criminal organizations after his Sith Lord days were over. He took over Death Watch after he killed Pre Vizsla and... He possessed the dark saber for a little bit, so that's what that's the pikes for you, Bryce. Uh, all right, all right. They're not they're not to be trifled with, but they have been trifled with before, as we see here. Uh, and then my favorite scene of the the <laughs> of the episode. Just read it, Bryce. What does it say? <laughs> uh, Boba messes up local gang up bar. <laughs> It's not what it says, but okay. <laughs> Boba fucks up local gang is what it says. <laughs> They're taken out. <laughs> it, it, it's really brutal. And because this, this couple, you know, this local Tatooine couple trying to enjoy a it's night, a out, night on out on the, the town, a night out on the town. They're trying to enjoy themselves. You know, maybe they look like newlyweds, maybe, or maybe on their first date or something. I don't know. Uh, and this gang comes up, messes up their night, messes up their vibe. The guy even uh, says something 
And then the doors open and all you see is Boba's shadow, his silhouette. <laughs> and he proceeds to kill all, all the members of the gang and then takes a big swig of a beverage and then he leaves. So quintessential Boba Fett. Yes. Did, did the Pikes look like a biker gang in there? I was getting biker gang vibes. It was kind of yes. weird. I'm not even going to lie. It, it was a little strange. I'm not sure if that, those were the pikes or not. Uh, the pikes wear helmets all the time. It might have been the pikes just then with their who, helmets off. Maybe he just wanted to steal some then? bikes. Maybe he just wanted to steal oh, some bikes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I could see it because I wasn't sure. Like, I saw them go by. I'm like, okay, maybe it's the pikes. Like, you know, could have been the pikes. They, they parked their train. You know, for the night, I don't know. But the bottom line, whoever they were, they got their asses kicked. They won't be bothering anyone anymore. They will not. Because their speeders belong to Boba Fett and the Tuscans now. Yeah, some a, a little uh, little um, little intuition there, you know, tying the speeders together, pulling them behind him. Yeah, that was nice. The Tuscans, the Tuscans ready to just murder whoever's <laughs> riding on there and then proceed to try to beat the speeders and in, into parts to use <laughs> to sell <laughs> like, like their jawas or something like what are you doing the, settle down the tuscans uh looking to scrap the speeders immediately and sell them for sell the parts uh boba quickly stops them and he says no no this is this is how we beat the pikes this is how we uh, stop the train. Stop the train, and that's exactly what they do. Great sequence ensues, Bryce. Of, great scenes, great scenes uh, of them trying to ride and jump. It's so funny. Training the the tribe members, jumping from a uh, speeder to speeder. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes some practice. Sure. Some great wipeouts. Great wipeouts. <laughs> some great wipeouts. They finally get it down, uh, and then they learn how to jump on the train while on the move. And then they take out the pike train, uh, not without some casualties, unfortunately. Tough, tough casualties. Tribe, but they take out the train nonetheless, and I would call it a rousing victory, honestly. Yeah, man, and you know what? Great, great visual scene of Boba sitting down drinking water after just absolutely annihilating everyone on this train, and then asking them if you have spice, and they act act like they don't know what spice is. <laughs> Even though they're a spice dealership within the spice cartel. <laughs> what was that? As spice. they open things and there's spice falling out everywhere. Spice like this. That's what I thought. That's <laughs> what I thought. And what, is he, what does he do? He makes them walk to town. And who knows Tells how far the nearest okay. town is. Well, he told them they'll be okay. We do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we each get one uh, little thing of water. Yeah, I mean, you can just dig up more, apparently. Yeah. So, um, what a scene. Really great visual scene. Uh, not sure how they shot that, but it was it was awesome. I'd love to know where they're filming this uh, with Tatooine. That would be interesting. I would love to know. Um, Boba, then, kind of weird, this scene. Oh, this was weird. Gets a lizard up his nose into his brain because that's what you want it's it's not what you want uh but the lizard guides him to a tree where he finds the branch that will become his uh his weapon his staff and i gotta say the forging 
of the staff. Badass. It was awesome. The detail in that stick was just awesome. And then the the knife at the or the the basically, I guess, sword. Sword, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh just uh it was just awesome. I don't see why any why the Tuscan leader doesn't even have a uh, stick like that. It was awesome. It was awesome. And then Boba is given his traditional Tuscan garments and officially accepted into the tribe. Uh, Bryce, there's a couple things still to be seen. With I know we're only two episodes in out of seven, so we still mm-hmm. have five more to go. But mm-hmm. still, some questions need to be answered. How did Boba meet? Fennec, uh, can't wait for that question to be answered. That will be very interesting. Yeah, that yeah, I think I think we'll get to it. I think we just we just need to go back into the back to tank for a little bit. We need to go back into the tank. Yes, to the tank, uh, please. Get him to the tank, guards, please. Uh, what manner did he depart the Tuscan tribe? Was it on good terms or bad terms? I gotta go with get. I gotta go with good. I gotta go with good. I'm going to go with good unless there was a massive fight with somebody and they all died and he was the only survivor. That's that would be so sad. That would be sad, but we've seen it before in star Wars. So I'm going to, I'm going to, Oh yeah. And they've been pretty savage this season. So I'm going to say it was good terms. I'm going to say it was good. I hope so. I hope so. So that's probably to be seen. Probably we'll wait on that until the finale or close to it. I'm guessing. And then uh, will it lead directly into his first appearance in the Mandalorian? That I'm not sure of. That I'm not sure of either. Uh, I mean, it's uh, there. I think there's a 50, 50 chance on that. 50, 50 chance. I'd probably agree with you. A couple more categories before we go. Your biggest loser was the assassin. I think both that's for both of us. As was mine. Yes. And then uh, the big winner, Bryce, who do you have? Well, I think I'm going to go with the, with the Tuscan leader. I think the Tuscan leader, because one, um, you have trained this guy and he's very skilled to begin with. And he just helped you take down, um, a rival gang, uh, who, who took out a few of your guys. Um, and, uh, you take all the spoils of their train. I think it's a big W, a big W for them. Gives them confidence too. They can ride speeders now. They can ride speeders. Now they can fight. They're no longer innocent bystanders. They will fight your ass, which is weird because normally, normally we, uh, we see them as, as guys that pick on everyone else. Yeah. I mean, they, these are people that kidnapped, uh, Anakin's mom. And basically beat her to death. Um, this tribe seems to be uh, more humane. They don't seem to be uh, as savage as that tribe. But yeah, I mean, to your point, Bryce, I mean, they were not on good terms with Tuscan Raiders before the show as viewers. Right. So that's also my big winner. My big winner is the tribe as a whole because you get rid of you get rid of the gang, the Pikes who have been up your ass for. Probably longer than Boba has been there. And now and, they know. And now, oh, they, they fucking know. You're not going to fuck with the <laughs> with this tribe anymore. Uh, the the Tuscan Raider who has been training Boba, his work has paid off. Uh, the leader who probably took some shit for not killing Boba as a prisoner. 
uh, is. Uh, judgment has paid off and looks very good. So great, great episode. Um, it's living up to the rating so far. Uh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree, Bryce? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I can't wait for this week. Uh, I think we're going to get more action. I think we're still going to see the rise of Boba Fett. I thought it was also cool though. Like, like after they had dismantled the train, it, it kind of seemed like Boba was the leader you know, but also respectful at the same time. Like, I don't know. It was just a cool dynamic to see. Like, yeah, I own this. He will definitely get more responsibility uh, if he hasn't already. I mean, I feel like not everyone in the clan has been able to forge their own weapon like that. Yeah. Not with the lizard going up your face. (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So Boba rising up the ranks uh, quickly as a human. Rapid pace. So very nice to see. Bryce, uh, you and Caleb had a week 17 breakdown breakdown, uh, for the NFL. Week 18 uh, is coming. Yep, yep, yep. Week 18 coming. uh, Last uh, final week of regular season. Um, Definitely some massive heartbreak, uh, but also some triumphs for other other teams. So that's great. I hope they enjoy that. Yeah, not not for our team. Uh, We don't need to to talk about that. No, no, we don't. Uh, Power Hour, also uh, the same day your week 17 breakdown, breakdown dropped. Uh, last Friday, Power Hour, Dylan and Alex talking about the Lakers, the Pacers, and the Hawks. So check that one out if you're interested in everything that's going on with the NBA. I'm going to see the Pacers uh, play the Suns on Friday. Enjoy. Bryce, you went and saw them play the Hornets uh, last week. Yes, pre-Lance Stevenson. Pre. Pre Pre-Lance Stevenson. I get the privilege of seeing Lance Enjoy in it. person for my first time since 2014. Welcome back, Lance. Yes. So I haven't seen this man in eight years. <laughs> and I can't wait. Can't wait to see him. Man, you believe that was eight years ago. <sighs> what a time. What a time. Hey, take me back, please. Take me back. Please. God damn. Hey, I'll go back to 2014. I had a, I, I, that was a good time in my life. I had a good, a good year time. that year. Yeah. A lot of good movies came out that year. Yeah, that too. Uh, so check Power Hour out. And then uh, on cinema, we got Boba episode three next week. Me and Bryce, our, our superhero movie extravaganza. Oh, oh, Lord. In the works. And then I have the big short with Dylan on the horizon. Interstellar with William Hogsett. On the horizon. And then I just thought of this today. Not sure how I'm going to go about it. Uh, Luckily, I have the rest of the year to think about it. But The Godfather celebrating its 50th anniversary. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm curious to see what you're going to do. Are you going to go solo? Are you definitely doing guests? uh, I don't think I'll go solo. Uh, I think that's pretty big. Yeah. Too beloved of a film to talk about by myself. So... Many people say the greatest movie of all time. Uh, I think The Godfather Part 2 is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, most common answer is Citizen Kane, but I say Godfather 2. Zach, are we going to have to do a rewatch? Uh, absolutely. I haven't seen The Godfather in probably two or three years, which is shameful. We're honestly shameful. 
I don't care if it's three hours. I think we have to do a rewatch. We do. rewatch. Whether we, I'm on the podcast or not, I don't care. I just want to watch again. We, uh, again, still have to hash that out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to go about that, but like I said, I got the rest of the year to figure it out. So uh, I won't wait the rest of the year, but maybe in summertime, summertime, I'll have a plan figured out for uh, yeah. to do the movie justice. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. So Godfather 50th anniversary. Happy birthday to Vito and Michael and Sonny and all, all the gang. Rip. Rip, Sonny. And Vito, rip. And Vito, yes. So, Bryce, thank you once again for joining me. Of course, of course. Can't wait to do it next week. And yes, next week. We will see you all next week. And thank you very much for listening.